time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back into the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing. This is Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. Good morning, Paul Harris. Good morning, Trevor Hall. How are you? <laughs> Looking a bit more chipper uh, today. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, good weekend, I think, and uh, caught up on some sleep, which was nice. So I'm, I'm, you know, sleeping my way through this time change here in the U.S., something you do not experience, actually. No, it just means uh, uh, we start an hour later for me, actually, this particular time change. <laughs> so you get so you get a prolong, you get an extra hour of sleep for the next few months. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, just a quick programming note, everybody. Um, so uh, Paul's got the Gold Symposium down there in Medellin this week, so he will be away most of the week. I got you covered. But then both of us are heading to Europe, and we'll be covering the um, uh, Zurich Precious Metals Summit uh, for our rightful uh, friends and, 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 and networks. So uh, it's going to be a little bit off week, and I'm actually going to be staying in Europe for a prolonged time because then heading to the Deutsche Gold Mess with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's going to be a lot of coverage over the next couple of weeks and probably very little morning briefings. So that's kind of the plan right now. Don't put any good news out. <laughs> Don't, yeah, no good news out. Uh, actually, no, do, please, we need good news. We need, we need good news, right, Paul? Oh, yeah, we need right. good news, but we want to cover it as well. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. All right, so let's get started. Today is Monday, November 6th. Gold closed up roughly $2 from the previous week's weekly close at $1,999 per ounce after running up to as high of 2020. The price management team made it sure that gold closed below $2,000, a task made easier on a Friday afternoon when markets around the entire world, except North America, have closed for the weekend. Silver diverged positively from gold as it managed not only a $0.47 gain on the week, but also closed above $23 at $23.27 per ounce. Note that the price basis as of the close of afternoon CME Globex Computer System Digital Trading. The Mining Stock Journal has no explanation for the outperformance of silver over gold, other than that silver is close to being historically undervalued relative to gold per the silver-gold ratio of 85. The GDX closed up 27 cents after selling off the first four days of the week, followed by a 4.3% move higher on Friday. The Mining Stock Journal said that it continues to be confident that a big move higher in the precious metal sector is just around the corner. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Western Copper and Gold. Western Copper and Gold is focused on developing the world-class casino project in Canada's Yukon Territory. Casino consists of an impressive 11 billion pounds of copper and 21 million ounces of gold in an overall resource. Western Copper and Gold trades on the TSX and the NYSE American with WRN. Be sure to follow the company via their website at westerncopperandgold.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. 
Let's start with news from Friday, actually. On Friday, Ascot Resources announced its third batch of assay results from this year's drill program at the Premier Gold Project in British Columbia. Highlights included 98.84 grams per ton gold over 6.5 meters from a depth of 51.5 meters and included 691.5 grams per ton over a 0.9 meter interval. This is the all-time second highest grade drill intercept at Big Missouri and is the company's highest grade drill intercept property wide since 2015. Other results included 22.3 grams per ton over 9.7 meters and 17.7 grams per ton over 5.5 meters. Drilling at this year's expiration season at the Big Missouri deposit was conducted from early August until this past week during which time 72 holes were drilled from surface for a total of 6,500 meters. Ascot Resources trades on the TSX with AOT and on the OTCQX with AOTVF. And just hitting the wire, Newmont has closed its acquisition of Newcrest Mining, creating the world's leading gold business. Congratulations there to both companies. Well, that took a while, didn't it? Yeah, that's been the story (laughs) for pretty much most of the year. Yeah, (laughs) Congratulations, everybody. Marimaca Copper announced results of its Phase 6 metallurgical testing program at its Marimaca Oxide Copper project in northern Chile. The program was designed to evaluate leaching conditions to optimise acid consumption, recoveries and leaching efficiency to be incorporated into the forthcoming feasibility study. The test work confirmed average copper recovery of 74.9% in line with previous results, using recycled seawater sourced from Marimaca's intended water supplier, with net acid consumption of 30.6 grams per tonne, which is a 25% reduction from previous metallurgical testing. Marimaca Copper trades on the TSX under MARI. Paramount Gold Nevada said the Oregon Department of Geology and Mineral Industries issued a notice to proceed, which moves its Grassy Mountain Gold project into the next phase of permitting. It is expected that the department will issue the final consolidated permit package within one year. The receipt of the notice is a key condition precedent included in the non-binding $15 million financing term sheet signed with Sprott Resources and Streaming Royalty earlier this year. Paramount Gold Nevada trades on the NYSE American with PZG. K2 Gold announced the first assay results from its 2023 reverse circulation drilling program at its Wales project in Yukon, Canada. Results from a proof-of-concept program consisting of six holes targeting the Saddle, Saddle North and Saddle South zones were reported and included 34.7 grams per tonne gold over 1.5 metres, 1.6 grams per tonne over 21.3 metres and 7.14 grams per tonne over 3 metres. The company says the results of the first assays at Wells have proven that the saddle zone hosts multiple stacked mineralized structures over a more than 400 meters wide corridor, which remains fully open along strikes to the west, east and at depth. K2 Gold trades on the TSXV under KTO and on the OTCQB under KTGDF. Aston Bay Holdings reported assay results from the Storm Copper Project on Somerset Island in Nunavut, operated operated by American West Metals. Highlights included 24.4 meters at 1.1% copper from a 48.8 meters depth in hole 38, which has a sun interval of 6. Sub interval, excuse me, of 6.1 meters of 2.8% copper. 
It said high-grade near-surface copper has now been defined at the 4100 north zone over a strike of more than 1300 meters and a depth of 400 meters, with drilling and geophysics supporting the potential to extend mineralization at least 600 meters further to the northeast. The latest assays are part of the 63 drill holes completed at Storm this year that will support the maiden mineral resource estimate. Astor Bay Holdings trades on the venture with BAY and on the OTCQB with ATBHF. Lithium Ionic reported additional results from ongoing drilling at the Bandeira Lithium Project in Minas Gerais in Brazil as part of a 50,000 metre programme focused on expanding and upgrading existing mineral resources to support a feasibility study. Highlights included 13.5 metres grading 1.64% Li2O in hole 180, including a sub-interval of 7.8 metres at 2.06%. The company said that multiple intercepts of significant widths above resource grade show the potential for the resources of Bandera to keep expanding and improving. A feasibility study is expected to be completed early next year. Lithium Ionic trades on the TSXV under LTH, and on the OTCQX and LTHCF. All right, that's a wrap here this morning on the morning briefing. We'll be back more later today with more corporate updates, so stay tuned. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Commodity Network and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Paul, go forth, do good things. Have a great week. Thank you very much, Trevor. You too, and I'll see you soon. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.